Okay, welcome back, Fail Forward listeners. I bet you've been wondering where we've been. Whew, we've been away a couple of weeks, and yet we can openly admit we failed. We wanted to be consistent every week, week in, week out, and we haven't, but that's okay. So Adam and I are back here today to share what we've been up to, how we've reflected these last few weeks. We've got some fun stories to tell. We've got some interesting guests coming lined up again and a great chance to just reconnect. No, well said, Dan. And we detail in a very strategic way what the different strategies and tools we're employing to grow this podcast over the next few weeks, months, and through the rest of 2023. A little note here is we're recording this out of Hopatech Sports Studios. A little bit more on them at the end of the podcast, but we truly appreciate the time, effort, and support they gave us every week in and out as we record this podcast and grow the listener base. Let's go. Welcome to the Fail Forward Podcast, where Dan and Adnan peel back the onion on our guest stories and on each other, all in an effort to change the narrative of failure. Enjoy the show. So welcome back, everybody, to the Fail Forward Show with Adnan and Dan. It's been a while. We're back now. We're recapping on all the previous episodes that we've had on Fail Forward. And we just wanted to take a chance to thank all the listeners so far for your patience, for our little break. We're all entitled to fail at times. And we feel like our consistency has fallen off, but we're back on. And we're excited to carry on the Fail Forward Show. So... A good chance to find out what we've been up to. So Adnan, what have you been up to lately? Oh, Dan. Firstly, great intro. I think this is a really good moment to reflect on all of the episodes past, all of the work we've done. And sometimes it takes a little bit of stepping back to be able to come stronger with that 10, you know, 10 mile high view to see the forest for the trees. So what have I been up to, Dan? Well, the last three weeks has been... Um, Essentially, a vacation and a personal project that I've been working on. Uh, was it, I believe, October or November? I set a goal to run the Paris Marathon. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I set it high and large, and I told everybody about it. And what happened is I ended up getting a lot of friends from Atlanta who are willing and excited to join me, both as runners but also as people who were just there for a good vacation and to cheer and support for me. Oh, you brought your cheer squad along. I love Ex- exactly, that. exactly. Love so from what, roughly about March 15th to April 6th, I was out in the US finishing up some projects there that had been left over from the time that I left, but then also another couple of weeks in Paris to do the marathon and for a little vacation. So how was it? Breathtaking, fabulous, refreshing, and um, and heartwarming. Nice. It was a great experience to reconnect with old work colleagues in, in Atlanta, old friends in Atlanta, and, you know, spend some time on my old stomping grounds. Love uh, it. It's a good thing to do, isn't it, as well? Yeah. And I think, yeah. Oh, tell me a bit more about the marathon as well. How did that go? Ooh, where do I begin? The marathon itself was an incredible experience. And I can confidently say that in all, not even just the marathons, because I've run three, but all the races I've ever run, Paris makes all of the others pale in comparison. Wow. How so? Tell us more about that. So one, the pure energy. There was not a moment on the course where you didn't have a smothering amount of cheers, family members, friends along the route. And it got to a point where there were certain roundabouts where you had nothing more than about 
maybe even just two or three meters worth of space for hundreds of runners to pass because the cheer squad was like wow. squeezing us in all in a good way. Uh, the second thing was like picture Paris in your mind. Ancient, beautiful buildings with stories to tell all around you on every meter of the course. Running by the Seine, the river through Paris. Running through the big forest to the left and right hand side of Paris. The sights and everything basically you were experiencing through the city was incredible. Mm-hmm. And the route itself started in the center right by the Champs-Élysées. The big oh, wow. arch yeah, nice. on that beautiful street. What a start line. And it went from east all the way to west. You got a chance to see the Eiffel Tower, the Champs-Élysées. You ran through the Louvre. You ran through the two big forests to the left and right hand side. Bois de Versailles and Bois de Vincennes. Um, and it was just an incredible experience. Oh, and one other thing was every couple of miles there was a band or a DJ playing music on the course. How incredible was that? That's what's missing, I think, in a lot of events. And do you know what? When you first said about the crowds cheering you on, that took me back to Rossi's first, our first guest, do you remember, on the podcast with Big Rossi. And he was talking about the crowds that were cheering you on, you know, in the marathon that he did. And, you know, people holding up signs and... It sounds like you got an experience of that at Paris and it's something I remember at at London, that that same feeling as well. I think probably our experiences on both those marathons were very similar, especially because they are large marathons in cities with a lot of history. Mm. Something that's missing a bit in Dubai as well with only 50 years of of history so far. That's an exactly a fair point, right? So it's twofold. So one, Dubai doesn't doesn't have that history, but it'll build it up over time. But two, Dubai is a city that's built for driving and not for walking. Mm. So part of that history with France, with London and the UK is that there were cities that were built for walking and therefore for running. So they're already well structured for a marathon. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, the last point I do want to make about the marathon and shout out to anyone from my family listening to this is I had more than 10 or 12 members of my family there cheering me on. Wow. That's so special. That was a difference from my last marathons where I was more with friends mm. or by myself. And it was so beautiful how every member of my family, from my cousins to my uncles to my mom, were all at different points of the course that I didn't know. I had initially told them, just meet me at mile four, uh, at kilometer 42. But turns out some of them were at kilometer 5, then 10, then 15, then 25, then 35. And it was the most fun experience to see both my family and my friends more amped up than I was when they saw me. That's amazing. And actually, the more I think about that then, I can feel how heartwarming that is to have, you know, family cheering you on at a big event and a big race like that as well. It is special. And it takes me back to, yeah, again, when I did the London Marathon, I just realized how many people I also had at the event. Yeah. At different points along the race. Even my uncle was over from Hong Kong and he was cheering me on with my re- with the race. I had friends in London that had come to support. And then at the very end of the race, you know, I hadn't seen my wife and the kids. Etty was only about one at this, uh, this stage, maybe six months. I think he was really young. And they were at the last, you know, a thousand yards, I think, or 600 yards of the race mm-hmm. for the London Marathon. And they were there to cheer me on at the end with, you know, aunties. Oh, and That's perfect. So, yeah, it is special time, I think, when you got your family there. And... How did it feel to have them and how do you think you would have performed or felt had they not been there? I wouldn't have been sick at the end of the race had they had not been there because <laughs> I'll tell you why. When I saw them, 
I went over and instantly just become really emotional because I've seen the kids, you know, it's right at the end of the race. I was exhausted, but it just gave me so much energy. I remember high-fiving them all and I sprinted off to finish the race with absolutely zero energy whatsoever. But, you know, that gave me the boost of energy to finish. So I think I sprint, I think the guy in the microphone was like, who the hell is this guy sprinting, (laughs) like, you know, ready for the finish line. But yeah, that energy they all gave me was was, was pretty special. But yeah, nearly, nearly made me fall off my feet at the end. It's good times, yeah. really good times. I don't think, I mean, I think people know this, but I just want to highlight how much power and impact a supporter and a cheer at these marathons has. At times, I feel like it's even more than training. Yeah. Because to see that happiness and that excitement on someone else's face and see how you may have unintentionally inspired them really can make me do anything for these people. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important. I think just it go yeah, just having people in your corner. Um they can be silently there just cheering you on. Um yeah, and that's kind of what keeps us going with this podcast as well. Just knowing that it's you and I talking to guests week in, week out, like we've been doing for the last what, six, seven months, maybe something like that. I'm probably getting on for a year it feels like I don't know. I don't even know how long we've been doing this for now, but yeah, just knowing that we've got listeners, you know, messaging us saying, you know, really enjoyed that guest, you know, small, small little quotes they, they like from the show, sharing the reels. Um, that's that same kind of feeling I get when we're doing these runs. It's just knowing you've got someone there behind you cheering you on. Yeah. Um, and it makes me, yeah, very appreciative. Is that the right word? Appreciative? No, that's a, that's a perfect word, actually. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah, that's the same feeling we're getting from this podcast as well. So I've not got any stories quite as exotic as that, traveling around the world, running But I know marathons. you've had some time over the last three weeks to step back, reflect, and really enjoy the family and enjoy your community as well, yes. right? and without the running so much. But yeah, so we've had lots of family visitors the last um, four weeks, five, six weeks even, probably. I've had my granddad come over from the UK, um, who's 82, he was off to South Africa planning trips, golfing, and you know, got to see the golf here in the in Dubai. So that was incredible. Um, got got to spend some real quality time with him. We've had my mum come over as well, which was incredible. You know, really great time. And I think the first time she's experienced Dubai properly as well. Um, you know, seeing the expat life when mm. she first came over, we were you know getting used to the surroundings and. It was a bit of a, you know, different experience. So when was the time. last time she came to Dubai? So the last time she came to Dubai was when we first arrived. Wow. Within the first few months, we were busy getting visas. We were, you know, finding our feet within Dubai. And it was a different experience. For sure. Whereas this time, you know, we've, we've been quite grounded in our surroundings. And, you know, we, we, we got to see, you know, old Dubai. We got to see new Dubai, the fountains at the Burj Khalifa, you know, standing at the timeout bar, looking at all the fountains so we created some really, really amazing memories. So that, that was special. And then we've just had the last two weeks, my brother-in-law, um, Danielle's sister and the family. And we've just been doing the same, just traveling around, spending you know, quality time with the family. Um, and it's, it's something you realize you miss being an expat is um, you take all those things for granted. Yeah. You know, the kids being together, cousins, um, family. So when you get that opportunity, you realize that that's kind of what life's about. You just be present in the moment. You know, and that's part of the reason why the podcast, you know, dropped off slightly for a few weeks. You know, you were busy spending time with your family away and I was doing the same here. Um, but yeah, I think on reflection, it's it's the best thing we, we both 
you know, had. You know, it was that time of family and the time to reflect, to just be present. And also it, it gave me a lot of ideas and I've reconnected with a lot of people. So we have got some amazing guests coming up as well. So we thought this is the best way to jump on, just reconnect with all the listeners, you know, tell everyone a bit about what we've been up to and yeah. then just get bloody excited for what's to come because we're, yeah. just, we're just getting started with this. Same here, man. I am pumped. So let's do uh, a couple of things. I'd love, Dan, if you could tell me either one or two of your most favorite guests of our now, what, roughly about 35 to 38 episodes we've done. Um, and then we can talk about what's in, in store in the future for us as well, what the plans and strategies we're working on for 2023. So going back to the most favorite guests, now we've had so many inspiring interesting guests on and it's something often that you know you'll agree with this Adnan when we get off the pod and the guest leaves we're either at a studio or we're recording we just take an absolute pause and often we don't say anything and it's like wow there's silence I can't believe that conversation we've just had mm. and I, do you know what I can't, we've had that so many times um, I think one, if I get a feeling for one of the podcasts that I remember, and I always think, if someone asks me, what was your favorite show? I don't know if I have a favorite because there's so many interesting conversations we've had with so many different guests. But I think there's one that really stands out to me. Um, and it's the first time that we really immersed ourselves in a story. And it's, it was, a, it was a, an episode where it all revolved around storytelling and listening to someone's story. And I don't think I've been so immersed in a conversation. Maybe it was the mood, it was the time of night, I was back in the UK, it was late and I just listened and it kind of brought out a lot of, I think, feelings of, you know, being an expat and, you know, um, these new experiences. And that was Tanya's storytelling with Tanya Martineau. Um, Tanya's story was incredible and she was such a, a warm and welcoming individual that you felt you could be anyone... You could be yourself rather, not be anyone, but be yourself with her. And I still remember her philosophy on life was, amongst other things, to make people feel seen and feel heard. Yeah. And not only did she tell her story, but she did something that not a few of our guests, but not all of our guests do, is they flip the question. She flipped the question back to us. Yeah. She was very good at that. So you're right. It was... And that, I think that's what's, that's stuck with me the most is everyone has a story to tell. Everyone should be seen and heard. And most people want to tell their story, but they feel afraid to tell it or they just want to be listened to. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that, was, that was one of the most, not interesting conversations, but I think that stuck with me the most, that, that conversation with Tanya. What about you? I love the space that the podcast creates to allow people to open up and tap into parts of their um, personality, their craft, and their insight that they may have not seen or even had got to express before. Um, and also, the podcast allows us to build deeper friendships and relationships with every one of our guests and learn more about them that you maybe don't even hear on the podcast. And this was embodied incredibly well in the episode we did with Raj Kotecha and Vic Morjaria. Without a doubt, they are incredible communicators and 
experts in their field of marketing and branding. But what really made me feel fulfilled and happy that we were doing the right thing and had really gotten the vision of our podcast set was when they mentioned that, wow, this is way different and way cooler than we expected. And they ended up talking for almost two and a half hours instead of the 45 minutes to one hour they planned. And mind you, these are guys who have been podcasting for over a decade and had done more than five podcasts that week alone. But not only that, they work with Gary Vaynerchuk as well. I mean, these guys are massive. And I would say content creation experts. I've never met anyone like it. It was, you're right, it was a game changer. And we were sat in a podcast studio at the foot of the Burj Khalifa with two of the most amazing content creators. We learned so much that day, but you're right, we were there for a good two and a half hours. And yeah, if it hadn't been for the time, we would have been there all day probably just chatting to them. So yeah, that's yeah. a very interesting point, yeah. And and especially with Raj, that podcast has developed a friendship and a relationship with him where I can reach out to him for advice and we help each other out as well. So I'm very grateful for the um, for the resources and for the opportunities that this podcast gives us. And that leads us nicely onto the next question that you asked me as well. And I think this is a selfish thing that I'm about to say now is, you know, it's the reason I started the Run Club is I wanted to do something for myself, but I realized that it tied in this community and it benefited so many people along the way as well. And do you know what? This is happening exactly again with the, the Fail Forward podcast is that mm-hmm. I wanted this to be, you know, something that I could learn from lots of people. It's the opportunity to get to meet people that you really wanted to meet, mm-hmm. but not only, you know, experience the information that you're getting from them and, you know, have these great conversations, but it, it gives back to so many others as well. And they can be inspired and then they can share that. We have other guests that bring on new guests they want to, you know, introduce us to. So I think this has become... Yeah, a, a space, I think, that I'm just constantly growing and evolving from to be able to meet these these people. Um, and I know it's giving, you know, so much to, you know, my old self, for example, when I was 21. If I had this information from these guests when I was that age, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, who knows? But, um, yeah, that's, I, I keep, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of reflecting more and more on that. But, um, yes. This kind of where are we going with a podcast now? We've got loads of ideas how we're going to take this further. The guests that we're going to get on, um, I would I would certainly say, yeah, we're going to be you know hearing from a, a few very very well known people. Um, the goal is to kind of amplify um, what we're doing. So we want to you know we want more people to be able to listen to you know to what we're putting out there so any reviews any shares you know we want people to like comment and and just share you know what we're doing as much as possible because the more people this reaches the more people we can help um the more exposure we can get that's ultimately what this is about um Mm -hmm. but yeah some other avenues that we've got coming on um so I, i think the strategy that we're using over the next couple of months is both driven by our own vision of what the podcast should be, but also from the feedback that we've gotten from each of our listeners. So understand that we do listen to the feedback and we do improve based on it. A lot of our listeners have identified to us that 30 minutes is not always um, short enough to listen to a podcast. Sorry, let me take that back. Our podcasts are usually 45 minutes to an hour. 
And that makes it even harder to absorb all the content in one single sitting. So what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months is we're going to be starting to put out the format of this podcast in a more bite-sized and written format. So guys, get excited because all of the content that we've created over each hour of these episodes is going to be digestible into one to three pages separated by paragraphs and key bullets um, and key insights. So that's one. That can be expanded into other forms of written content and we'll leave you to guess where that'll go. The second part is the guests love the, um, the warm, friendly and open atmosphere we create. So we are going to have different forms of games and getting to know you type of um, exercises in the podcast that really continually open up that space to get people to share aspects about themselves with us, but also help them get to know themselves better. And actually, our next episode will have that. So stay tuned because that'll be a critical part of every episode and we expect to not only go deeper and further with every one of our guests that's coming up in the next few months. Yeah, good point. And this is something that is going to be so fun. And I think that's the key part of this as well, is that we want to keep it fun, not only for ourselves, but for our guests as well, because we get deep on these conversations and it just, yeah, it just makes it, uh, you know, come back to, you know, really fun experience as well with these with these questions we're going to ask and, you know, without giving too much away, uh, yeah, something that Adnan's come up with. So, something exciting to be looking forward to we've got lots of guests coming up i've enjoyed this chat today i've you know it's been good to catch up reflect on what we've done you know what we've achieved so far and you know with all the listeners that are you know giving this feedback we're going to just keep plowing on to provide better and better content um and just see where this goes it's exciting it's exciting and before we fully close out i do want to highlight that we are recording today from a new location recording from hopatech studios Hopatech and their team have been incredibly supportive and appreciative of the podcast and all of the work that we're doing to grow it. So I want to highlight them. Not necessarily sponsored, but a strong um, advocacy for the team. So Hopatech organizes and manages the operations of large-scale sports events around the UAE and around the Gulf region. They do everything from registration services, so the online registration portal, to timing services, so making sure that your race time is accurately and uh, promptly provided. And then they also do innovative, full-scale organization of sports events. So think running, swimming, triathlons, fitness hubs, children's events, and everything in between. Yeah, it's a good shout. So we are sat in this office overlooking the autodrome in Dubai, the race course, the sun's out. It's nice and early in the morning. Um, you know, I'm looking behind out the window as I talk about this. And it's a great location. So, yeah, we've been fortunate to be a part of this team and to get the experience in sports events. And long may this continue as well. So, yeah, good vibes here where we are now. Adnan, it's been a pleasure again. Can't wait to hear the next episode coming out. Stay tuned, everyone, as well. If you've got any more feedback that you want to pass on any of your favorite guests or any guests that you feel that we might want to get on the show that you'd enjoy listening to reach out and we'll see you soon thanks for listening leave us a review tell us what you think find us at instagram bailforward.pod 
you know someone that wants to be on the show or if you want to be on the show, give us a shout, DM us. We'll see you soon.